Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. everyone and welcome to another episode of excess press my name is matt and i'm the host of the disney theme parks news podcast and this is episode 54 for the week of march 17th 2019 well happy saint patrick's day everyone today i'm actually joined with katie again how how you doing katie doing good how are you not too bad not too bad did you uh did you go out and celebrate saint patrick's day yeah we did we went down to an irish pub downtown and listen to some music it was a lot of fun oh nice that's that's pretty awesome i'm i'm not really too big in a saint patrick's day but i might get my shepherd's pie tonight or something like that there so. you go that's good yeah so hopefully uh if anyone's down in walt disney world they had a good time at raglan road i mean there's still celebrations going on tonight uh again we're recording on saint patrick's day so i know uh there's celebrations going on through the weekend so i know it's a big big holiday for for most of the irish folk out there so but yeah, so all right, well, so let's kind of get into the news this week. Katie, it's been a pretty slow news week, which totally fine by me because the past couple weeks have been a little insane with uh, Galaxy's Edge. So I was happy to have a little bit of a breather. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so not too much happening today. Um, so this hopefully will be a shorter show for the both of us. Uh, I I mean, I had a really long week at work. I don't know how your week went, but uh, I'm, I need a, a little bit of a break. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's been a long week. Yeah. Um, all right, well, hey, well, guess what? Our first news story today, we have more Galaxy's Edge news. So. <laughs> Yay. Yay. So uh, the Orange County Registrar, which is a, um, a newspaper over in Southern California, I guess they were given some more details by some of the Imagineers uh, for Savi's Workshop. Now, we kind of talked about Savi's Workshop um, in the past few weeks that it's going to be a, a new experience over in Galaxy's Edge. Um, now... Now, I'm super excited for this experience because this is where you can go and make your own lightsaber. Um, so, if if anyone, again, we kind of mentioned, if anyone's familiar with the uh, Universal Studios uh, uh, Harry Potter thing where you get, like, your wand and, like, you, it's all personalized and stuff like that, that's kind of what this experience is going to be. Um, so, they, they had an article. They kind of gave some more details. So, we'll just kind of go into that just a bit. Um, now, Katie, are you excited for this lightsaber making experience? Oh, gosh, yeah. This looks incredible. I am super excited for it. It just, there's details that they put into it. It's just crazy. So I really am excited to see it lay out. Yeah, no, I'm I'm super pumped. So kind of they gave, they gave a little bit of backstory of who Savi is. Now, Savi is, again, the one that owns the workshop. Um, so Savi owns like a space junkyard. Uh, it's going to be located near like the main entrance of Black Spire Outpost. Um, and 
Uh, actually, I don't know if it's a he or she. I think I ha it was in the article, but I don't think I have it in my notes here. So Savi, uh, I don't know what it is right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, so Savi's been collecting uh, lightsaber pieces uh, throughout the, the entire Star Wars galaxy. Um, and they, they were looking for a true hero to, to assemble the parts uh, one day in, in his workshop. Oh, it, it is a his. It is a he. I have it here. There it is. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, she, he's just been collecting parts, hoping someone would, uh, would kind of put, put the lightsaber together. Um, now, this is a hidden workshop from the First Order. So he has his junkyard, but then he has like this, this workshop that's just kind of kind of tucked away in the, in, from the First Order. Um, now, there's this other, uh, the, I guess this other group called the Gatherers. Now, the Gatherers are the ones uh, that will lead you into this experience, into this place called the Chamber of the Guardians, which is, I believe, where you will... We'll kind of put all of this together. Now, there was a quote from Walt Disney Imagineering creative producer Brian Liu, uh, and he had said, "Our guests will meet. Oh, sorry, our guests will get to meet the gatherers who have dedicated th their life to balancing the force by sharing their knowledge of it. In this experience, our guests will go on a guided tour with the gatherers to build their lightsaber on their journey." Um, so. Sounds really awesome. Sounds like it's gonna it's gonna be really cool. There's still a lot more to kind of go through here, um, but so after you check in, the builders um, that are taking part of the experience will be greeted by Savi, uh, and then bring you into the workshop. So I assume this isn't gonna be um, this is be some of the behind the backstage magic, but I assume it's not gonna be the same person all the time. It's just Savi will be whatever character, whoever plays that character. Is that what you think is gonna happen? Yeah, sounds like it. It sounds like it might be a couple, a group of different people, maybe. Yeah, I'm curious if there's going to be more than like one kind of tour going on at a time. Um, yeah. Because yeah, the next thing that worries me is so this is only with a small group, and I know we mentioned this in the past. Um, so a small group will enter the chamber of the guardians for a 20 minutes build your own lightsaber experience. Uh, so only 14 builders are allowed at at a time, along with their families. So it kind of sounds like you either it's they're strictly only allowing 14 people at a time to do this, um, and then of course their family's going to be with them, um, because again this is probably going to be a pretty expensive experience. Like it, it sounds like these are going to be no joke lightsabers. Um, so. They, they kind of, um, so the lightsabers, they're going to be personalized lightsabers that have metal, metal hilts and light up blades. Um, and then kyber crystals will be added to the hilts that determine the color of the blade. And they can be able, to, they'll be able to choose from purple, blue, green, or red. Um, and then the, the, the lightsabers will be able to make contact noises and powering up and down noises as well. Uh, so again, if you're familiar with the Star Wars Force FX lightsabers, it's kind of the same thing. Uh, Kate, I know we kind of mentioned this uh, the past couple weeks, but are you familiar with those lightsabers at all? Yeah, from what you've told me, they seem pretty cool. Yeah, they're really awesome. Um, I, I have one. My Actually, my sister-in-law was working at uh, doing an internship at Hasbro a couple years ago. And there was there was one just sitting in like her corner, like the corner of like near where her desk was for like 
the entire six months she was there and didn't realize what it was until like maybe a month before her internship ended. Yeah. So she, she was like, Oh, what is this? And then she contacted me about it. And the, the, the sound, the, the sound wasn't working properly, but she's an engineer and she was able to like fix the sound. Apparently she had to like take it apart. Um, but yeah, so she, she brought it home and, but usually these like force effects lightsabers go anywhere between like a hundred dollars to $150. So I can imagine Mm -hmm. that's what these will cost. Yeah. It's gotta be. Yeah. Um, for such a personalized experience too, you're definitely going to be paying for it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so yeah, going on, uh, the builders will get to choose from four lightsaber styles. Um, there's one, so the four are called peace and justice, and that reflects the Jedi style from the Republic era. Um, and that the, if you're not familiar with Star Wars lore, the Republic, oh God, I kind of want to go into Star Wars lore (laughs) right now, but it's like thousands and thousands of years before like the current Star Wars timeline, uh, where the Republic was even bigger and there's like tons of Jedi and tons of Sith just everywhere. Um, but then there's power and control, which is the Sith style, which is reflective of the dark side of the force. Then there's elemental nature, which is using natural components of bry-like, tr- bry-lark trees, and then car- Cartesian whale bones and rancor teeth. So that's going to be pretty. <laughs> that one sounds really cool because that, that one's going to neat. Yeah, like I, if it's like a tr- like if it kind of looks like a branch or a tree or I mean I to me it sounded like I really want to get this one that one sounds really cool mm-hmm. and then the last one is protection and defense and that incorporates components with ancient and mysterious motifs and uh, inscriptions so um, and then based on the first two choices so pretty much you choose um, one of the four styles and then a color for your your blade um, you'll get the you get uh, a set of lightsaber pieces that are salvaged from fallen Jedi temples and crashed starships that can be combined to create your own lightsaber. So yeah, depending on what you choose, they'll give you like a set amount of parts uh, in front of you and you get the pick from that. So, um, but of course there's also be special effects that'll be adding elements and wonder to the lightsaber building experience. So uh, I'm really excited for this, but Katie, I feel like I have some concerns of how this is going to be kind of played out. Like, how are people going to be able to get this experience? Yeah, um, yeah for sure. Especially if it's only 14 at a time. Like, you have to hope that there are going to be at least a couple rooms that they have a couple groups going. Um, maybe at least at first for the first couple of months when it's so crazy. Um, but, yeah, it it just sounds too it sounds too detailed almost that it's just, it's going to take a lot of time. And I don't know. I'm interested to see how they get to choose like, you know, the 14 groups that go in there. If it's going to be something like kind of like the Jedi Academy um, signups that the, that little kids can join. You have to, you know, sign up first thing in the morning um, or if there's going to be like a reservation style. Um, I don't know. I'm interested to see how they, uh, how it plays out yeah i assume that i mean again disney is all about giving the guests the best experience and i feel like they they have to have multiple rooms set up for this um but uh, the also thing we have to think about as well is the price tag on this because like again you're gonna have to, I, I guarantee it, it's gonna be at least like 100 120 dollars for one of these things oh, yeah. I, I feel like it could even be 
$150. Like, oh, yeah. Because these, again, like I said, the Force Effects lightsabers are already expensive. And this is like a personalized experience. Like, these are going to be a no-joke lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Um, I, You know, I should take... You know, hold on one second. I want to take mine down. And I don't know if you could hear the sound effects. Hold on. <laughs> but these things can, like, light up. I don't know if oh you hear gosh. that. Yeah, did you hear that? Yeah. So that's powering it up. And then... And then if you hit it, if you hit it, it makes the noises. Like, this is what it's going to sound like. And then if you power it down. So. Wow. Yeah. So it's, they're, these things are no joke. Like, they're, they're really awesome. Like, I have it as a uh, sort of, I have it on display, like, just hanging up on my wall because of how cool these things look, how real they look. Um, and I think that price tag will scare away some people, to be honest. Um and I think that's kind of a good thing that's going for it because not mm-hmm. everyone on a Disney vacation will be able to afford one of those. Um, I mean, I don't know how much the wands go over at Harry Potter, uh, like how much that experience goes for. Um, but I know it's super popular anyways, but who knows? Right. Yeah. yeah. I think we, we kind of have to wait and see what kind of information we get out of it. So, um any any last thoughts on this before we we kind of move on? No, just I'm excited to see what they look like. They sound really cool, just visually. So I think it'll be cool to actually see them come to life. Yeah, no, I'm I'm super excited. If you had to choose one of those four lightsabers lightsaber styles, which one would you go with? Um, I think I like the Peace and Justice a lot the most. Um. And then the Kyber crystal would have to be purple for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's probably the one I would choose. And w- which one would you choose? Uh, definitely that elemental nature. nature one. And yeah. I think it would look. I feel like I. I feel like I have to go green with that one. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would make sense. But I like. Kind of want the red, the red as well, to have that like Sith, that Sith feeling. Like Ooh, I could. Yeah. I could be a Sith Lord from like some. <laughs> From like the forest of Endor or something like that. There's two but. kinds of people, Matt. There's the Sith and there's the world. Look, and here we are. <laughs> I hear you. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on. So, Katie, what do we, what do we got next? Um, so they just released that they're going to be um, doing a new backstage magic tour um, for a behind-the-scenes experience at Rivers of Light. Um, so that'll be coming in June. It's a brand-new experience. Um, so before I get into it, I know that there's a lot of kind of controversy about Rivers of Light. I personally have never seen it <laughs> because it, everything I've heard, people are like, yeah, I mean, it's it's cool it's cool i just haven't been i haven't talked to anyone who's been floored by it what do you think of rivers of light um yeah i've definitely i've seen it once and honestly yeah that's all i needed to see um (laughs) exactly yeah i mean it's it's honestly i think i think you need to see it at least once Mm -hmm. i think you should you should do it um like i I think it's it's something everyone should see because it's it is beautiful like the how they kind of do all the special effects is really neat um but again i yeah i just wasn't i wasn't floored by it um i think it as 
it kind of pains me to say this, but I think it would actually be beneficial if there were some like Disney characters involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really hate saying that because uh, everything that gets added to the parks these days are brand new IP, and uh, it's as much as I want more original original things that come to the Disney parks, I, I think this would be benefited by it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I, they even changed it up some more now. Like I know there are live people on these like boats, but they, now they took away the the live people. They're they're not these character performers are not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say definitely do it once since you go to the parks pretty often, um, or at least like a few times a year. I think mm-hmm. you, I think you should definitely at least see it once and get. You need to get your own opinion because I know some people really do like it. So. Mhm. Yeah, and I, I swear every time that I go on a trip, it's always on the plan to watch it, and then I just always end up saying, eh, "It's okay. We can. I'll see it next time. I know. Uh, I'll see it next time." <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's um, those people's opinions are always in the back of your mind. Yeah, yeah like there's so many other things I could be doing if this yeah. is not good. Then. Yeah. Um, but I will say um, this backstage magic tour does seem really cool. And that's something I would definitely be interested in. Um, so like I said, it's going to be beginning in June. Um, and guests can get an up-close look at um, the, all of the technology and artistry behind um, the like, theme park entertainment. Um, so you get to do a behind-the-scenes access at Animal Kingdom Park, the nighttime spectacular um, Rivers of Light. And then you get to do exclusive daytime visit where um, you can take a backstage visit to a hidden um, marina where the animal and lotus barges are prepared for the evening performance. Um, So you get to see the inner workings, learn about the mechanical and technological secrets, um, all behind this incredible attraction. Um, And it also does include a private lunch at Tiffin's, which is super cool. Um, so that's really fun for me. I'm such a theater nerd and I, I, I mean, I did theater all growing up. Um, and so the backstage tours that Disney provides, like, I think those are so fun. Um, and I, I need to do more of them. I haven't really done too many, um, but this one looks really cool. Um, so, so I think, I think this is part, uh, I think it's part of, so I think the Batsik magic tour is a huge all encompassing tour of the parks. And now yeah. this is just a new experience in it, correct? Right. Yeah. So you can you see a lot more too. So some things that you see on your tour, um, you go into the American Adventure at Epcot, um, see the inner workings of all the audio animatronics stage show. Um, you go into costuming, and you can see the professionals who design the costumes for characters, shows, and all of the parade performers. Um, you can go into the Disney World Central Shops um, and see where the engineers, mechanics um, develop and maintain the attractions, including the audio animatronics, the ride vehicles, and all of the stage sets. Um, you, I think it, it even says that you can do a underground tour of the Utilidors, the tunnels that are underneath the theme parks, which as a former cast member, I've been in them. Um, and as someone who's been there, I can tell you it's not really that exciting, Um, (laughs) but I know guests really are so interested in always hearing like, oh, there's tunnels underneath. That's so cool. Like, yeah, they really smell bad, (laughs) but it is, I mean, it's a cool thing to see. Um, And then, yeah, you can actually even see textile services, which is one of the world's largest laundry facilities, which 
is kind of incredible. I haven't seen that part of it. Um, so it's, but it is incredible. So yeah, there's a lot of different things that you can do um, and just kind of witness firsthand all of the magic and hard work that goes on technology, like with the technology behind the scenes. So it sounds really cool um, yeah. if you're into the technology and seeing how things work kind of thing. Yeah, I definitely want to do a tour like this at some point. Um, just spend hours just walking around the parks and learning about all this stuff. Mm -hmm. it seems really yeah, because I think it's a full day experience or at least a multiple hour. Yeah, it's, it's quite yeah, it's, a long thing. Yeah, it's pretty long. Um, I don't have the length in front of me, but I know I, know I mentioned on one of previous podcasts, like I kind of want to go over... Um, like a lot of the different tours that you can get because uh, there's so many out there. There's a ton, mm -hmm. of, ton of them. So one of these days we'll have to get to a show where we kind of go over them. So yeah, uh, cool. Yeah, this sounds this sounds awesome. Um, again, well, yeah. The, so the Rivers of Light is a new part of the tour, and I think it I think it would be kind of cool to see all of the 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 Lotus barges that um, mm -hmm. like how they make those because those really are real like. Those are pretty amazing to see um, and worth checking out Rivers of Light for. So, but cool. All right, so let's uh, let's kind of move on. So, um, Disney Springs is getting a new restaurant. It's called Jaleo by Chef Jose Andres, and hopefully, I am saying that right. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm probably butchering the name, but it's J A L E O. Um, but yeah, so. He actually has lots of locations opening uh, opened in uh, the United States, and his this is his fifth location, uh, and the first in Florida, and the largest location to date. And apparently, he, the, this restaurant Jaleo was popularized tapas. So this popularized tapas dining within the United States, starting with its first location in Washington D.C. back in 1993. Um, are you a fan of tapas dining? Um, yeah, I am. I, I can't say I do it too often, um, but it is, it's a different experience for sure. It is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I, the small plates are pretty cool, but it can get pretty expensive after yeah. a bit. So, um, yeah, yeah. So if you're not familiar with what tapas are, it's pretty much uh, traditional Spanish cuisine, uh, where they, it, they're, it's just like a bunch of small plates. So, um, if it could feature a wide variety of things, but it's like it's all shareable items, so it's just like lots of small appetizers. Um, so this restaurant's gonna have like a huge menu of uh, tapas, and then as well as traditional small plates from Spain. You can also get paella. I'm not really a big fan of paella, though. Um, there's sangria, and there's gonna be Spanish wines and and sherries, and they're they're actually gonna have a wood fire pit to cook the paella. Um, then there's a selection of like cured hams, pork chorizo, and then spreadable cured sausage. Plenty of cheeses from like cow, goat, and sheep's milk. Um, and then I guess there's a special tea that he, uh, the chef makes, which is called queso massimo, which is an Asturian raw cow's milk cheese. Um, and it's cured for four months with the pulp of Asturian apples. So I can't even imagine what that would taste like right now. <laughs> um, uh, it so sounds yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, I I would try it. I'll try anything. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, and then again, there yeah, there's paellas over the wood fire pit, um, and then there's specialty paellas available each night. 
um, with entire pans that are prepared to order for eight or more guests and then presented at the, the table. So you can just get a huge thing of paella cooked for um, for your, your group if you want. Uh, and then if you don't want to go to the... Um, the restaurant they are opening up a adjacent to the paleo entrance will be pepe by jose andres which is the first brick and mortar location of the the chef's popular spanish food truck um so both of these things will be opening up actually today march 17th so their opening nights are tonight uh, pepe will be opening for lunch and dinner um, today and then Jaleo will be opening just for dinner with a lunch service coming at a later date. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, are you excited for this location? Yeah, that sounds fun. I, I can't say I go to Disney Springs too often, um, but with everything they've been putting out there, I think I'm gonna have to start putting it on my uh, to-do list more often because this sounds really fun. Yeah, no, there's there's so many things out there right now. Um, we went. On our last vacation, we went a few times, and I think we went to uh, Enzo's Hideaway, and we went to Homecoming. Uh, you have to go to Homecoming; it's fantastic if you've never been. Okay. All right. um, yeah, Homecoming is like I think probably the most popular restaurant right now at Disney Springs. Um, but yeah, I'm I probably won't go to this only because like I'm not the biggest fan of uh, of tapas dining. It's just again, mm-hmm. it can get kind of expensive after after a bit um and then i'm not a big fan of paella so that's another big thing um mm-hmm. yeah you, ha- you have to like saffron because like they, they cook they cook paella with saffron for the most part um but yeah so another new location coming to disney springs um so all right so what else do we got um so they did put out some news about um the new signature restaurant coming to Disney's Riviera Resort. Um, so I found that pretty cool. It's not too much more information, um, but so the inspiration is coming from, so the Italian name for Mickey Mouse is Topolino. Um, and so that's kind of the inspiration to this new dining experience. So it's drawing inspiration from the cliffside restaurants along the European Riviera. Um, so it's going to have modern interpretations of Italian and French textures, colors, and carvings that you would usually find along ancient European villages along the coastline there. Um, so it sounds like it's going to look really cool. They're going to have a wood-burning grill to prepare the meats and seafood, handcrafted pastas with their uh, fresh-pressed olive oil, gourmet cheeses um, direct from France and Italy, Desserts that reflect the taste and flavors of the Riviera. Um, a big collection of wines that are from south of France and coastal Italy. Uh, mixologists will be shaking cocktails um, featuring citrus, delicious figs, and vanilla tones. Um, so it all sounds incredibly cool. Um, as someone who's never been to Europe, I like I would love to experience this. Um, and kind of get a taste for what it would be like up along the coastline over there. So it sounds really cool. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for that. Um, only because, yeah, it's the, the at the top of the Riviera Resort. So you'll get like really awesome views. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped because you'll be able to see like the nighttime spectaculars for like Epcot and Hollywood Studios. Um, and I wonder if they'll pipe in music at all 
for yeah i'm sure they would kind of like they do at um the contemporary i would think that they would yeah i think so too although it would be tricky because you'll be able to see epcot and hollywood studios so yeah i guess as long as the time that they don't go off at the same time usually so yeah i don't don't know if yeah if one goes off different than the other so um yeah Um, and i think there's also going to be the character breakfast um dining experience as well yeah um so it's set, it just says breakfast. So I don't know if it's going to be a full character dining or it might be like the Bon Voyage breakfast over on the boardwalk where it's just breakfast and then it's, you know, normal dining for lunch and dinner. Um, so that'll be cool. It'll be fun to see who is meeting there because it doesn't say. I mean, I'm guessing it would probably just be the standard Fab Five. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm assuming. Like I could see Goofy in like a uh, like a a French one of those like yeah. stereotypical French outfits where it's like the black <laughs> and white striped shirts with like the hat or whatever. Oh uh-huh, yeah, um, yeah, so. yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, cool. super excited for this, uh, and I cannot, I can't wait to stay in this resort. Probably the next, the next visit we make um, to. Disney, not this year, but like in the following years, it'll definitely be mm-hmm. here. I'm super excited. So yeah, it looks crazy cool. Yeah. So all right, so we just have a couple more smaller items to get through. Um, so if you're excited for the Tron roller coaster, they actually hit a major milestone this week. Uh, the so the first steel support columns are now going to be going up. Uh, for the ride so you'll be seeing things go vertical so if you're you're on the the people mover or the uh, TTA whatever you want to whatever you want to call it, the Tomorrowland Transit Authority um, mm-hmm. if you ride around there you'll see nice uh, big views of the construction zones out there but uh, yeah steel support beams are going up and they kind of commemorated it um, by having the uh, cast members at Magic Kingdom sign it so they actually brought in every single cast member that worked at the Magic Kingdom. They were able to go and sign the steel support column, which was pretty pretty cool. My my best friend's sister actually works at the Magic Kingdom as a cast member, and she was able to put her name up there. So it's, a, it's actually kind of cool. So so fun. That's awesome. Yeah. So that was really neat. Uh, they had a lot of I, I I saw a lot of actually people that I follow on Instagram as well. Like I saw some people that work that are current cast members and. They uh, they they took pictures of them with their name signing, so just a pretty cool experience for for them. Um, and if you're not familiar with the Tron roller coaster that's coming, well, it's it's a new attraction that's going to be coming to the Magic Kingdom Park in time for the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. It's opening up in 2021. It is there's currently a Tron roller coaster open. It's called Tr- Tron's Light Cycle Run. Uh, and they actually have one over in Shangla- uh, Shanghai Disneyland, which is super popular. It looks amazing. It looks uh, the this is gonna fit in so well with Tomorrowland. I'm, oh yeah, yeah. Are you excited for this? I'm really excited for it. I've actually never even seen Tron, but I've seen experiences of the ride in Shanghai, and it just it looks incredible. Oh, so man. I'm really really pumped that they're bringing it to Magic Kingdom. Yeah, you should watch uh, Tron Legacy that came out in 2012. Um, mm-hmm. Super cool movie. I mean, the the look of Tron is fantastic, and it's just like a just a cool thing to have in Tomorrowland. And yeah, I cannot, I I can't wait for this. I'm I'm super excited. Mm-hmm, for um, sure. Yeah. So that was just a small little thing. Um, excuse me. And now this last this last bit of news uh, we have 
Um, now, WDW News Today reported this. I was trying to find like a second source on this, but uh, WDW News Today is actually they're a pretty reputable, pretty reputable. Wow, I can't speak. Reputable <laughs> news source um, when it comes to all Disney news, but they're they're reporting with confidence that the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular is getting updated. Uh, it, also in time for the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. Um, now, this thing is 30 years old. I think it opened along with um, Hollywood Studios back in 1989. Um, so pretty much what they're saying is it will lose the working studio theme. They'll, there won't be any more camera crews or directors or anything like that. Um, but the updates are supposed to come between 2020 and 2021. Uh, I assume they'll probably close this down at some point after Galaxy's Edge opens. Um, but yeah, I I I, I could have I would have put my money on it that they were going to get rid of Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's I'm I'm actually kind of happy that they're they're keeping it. Uh, I mean, what are your what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm glad they're keeping it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think it's a really cool experience. I don't. But I mean, the part of, that I like about it is that it is with the cameras and the crews and directors it's that studio theming like i like that aspect of it so i i'm just interested in what it's going to look like because it i mean take out those aspects of it and it's going to be an entirely new experience so yeah yeah, i don't know i don't know what it's going to be i I am interested to hear um when they put out some more information on it what it's going to look like um because right now it just it seems like they're taking it out taking out the crucial part <laughs> so <laughs> yeah but yeah. it definitely did need some updating anyway so i'm i'm pretty pumped no for sure have you have you ever been in this show before i haven't been in it but i have been there when a lot of my friends who have been chosen okay. to go up on there so i like to I, i'd much rather watch them go up there than me personally <laughs> there. um but yeah. it is yeah it's really fun um yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, actually, back in 2013 when we went, I was I got chosen. I was actually in the show one time. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's yeah. so fun. Well, I remember we were sitting pretty close to the front on this one end, and I I had Archie due to Mickey ears on, and I was the only one that was standing up near near our area, and I was just mm-hmm. waving my hands back and forth so like they could clearly see me. So the woman she had she had picked me out, and I was able to do that. So yeah, <laughs> awesome. was, yeah, it was a really really fun experience. So. Oh my um, gosh! I think that was the last time I saw it as well. I haven't seen it since. Mm. But um, but yeah, but uh, but that's uh, yeah, but that's it for the news today. Pretty, again, pretty slow news week. Um, there were smaller things here and there, um, but uh, these were kind of the bigger items that happened. But uh, all right. So lastly, we're gonna move on to some listener questions. Uh, so we got a, a couple questions in today. The first one had come in from Instagram from our, our good friend of the show, Mr. Andrew Gall. Um, his question was, what's the most intriguing international Disney park to you? Uh, so, Katie, I'm going to kind of send that to you. What do you uh, what which international Disney park do you find the most fascinating and intriguing? Um, I think Disneyland Paris for me um, is the most intriguing. I have a bunch of friends that I've connected with through Instagram over there. Um, and I just, I love seeing their photos of it. Um, the, I guess there's an area where you can kind of go through Alice's Wonderlands, like a labyrinth. Um, and I love Alice in Wonderland. So I, I just love all of the photos I see of that and I would love to experience it. Um, but yeah, Disneyland Paris is probably 
and, may, and maybe it's also because that's the most it's the one that's probably most in reach that I could probably get to <laughs> yeah. sooner than later um, so you know not setting unrealistic expectations to you know get over to Shanghai or anything but um, but yeah I think Disneyland Paris would be absolutely incredible and I actually studied French for five years when I was in school um, not that I remember any of it but <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be fun to experience the rides and shows in French and see what I could pick up and see what I remembered and so that's probably why that one stands out the most to me. What about you? Nice. Yeah, so I'm going to have to go with Tokyo Disneyland for this. Uh, I find what they're doing just so interesting over there. Um, mostly, what I find most intriguing is the food that comes out of there. Because mm. I don't know if you ever researched some of the food that they have, but it's so just creative and different. Um, I mean, you can get dumplings that look like little green aliens. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's super neat how they do it. They have like crazy different uh, the the churros. They have lots of different. I wish I had created like a list in front of me, but they have different churros that you can get. Um, but yeah, they just have their their foods are just really fascinating. Um, but also uh, Tokyo Disney Sea, uh, I really want to see because like I it just it just feels like it's so different with its look and style compared to any other Disney park around the world. Um, and I just, I really want to see it. Um, but yeah, D Tokyo Disneyland, uh, definitely, uh, kind of stands out for me. So, um, but yeah, mostly, mostly due to the food. Cause I mean, Japan already has crazy food as it is. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just love food. So I want to, <laughs> I want to try everything, but awesome. yeah. So, uh, cool. What, uh, what, what's the other question we got? So the next question we have is from March hair creations. Um, and she says, how do you feel about Galaxy's Edge and how do you feel they will, it will impact the park if there's any negative views? Um, so I know we've talked Galaxy's Edge a lot lately um, and I think we've covered a lot of our concerns. I think my biggest concern is just how they're going to manage crowd levels, um, especially you know, fast passes at, um, at Disney World um, and yeah, I think the crowd levels is going to be my biggest concern. I think it's going to draw a lot of people to the park, which is needed because Hollywood studios has notoriously, at least for me, been the one that I skip most often. Um, so it's, it's definitely stepping up its game that it's going to draw more people there and draw more attention um, to the park, especially with, you know, first toy story land and now galaxy's edge. But I think that might also, it, it might hurt the park in the end because it's going to be just so crowded. Yeah, no, I uh, I definitely uh, I do agree there. Uh, pretty much everything you said, I uh, I'm with you. Uh, it's just gonna be crowded. It's you're gonna have to be patient. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have to have a lot of patience. Um, it's it. I think it's gonna be worth it in the end because what they're doing, and I think Disney is gonna be. I think they're already managing those expectations. Mm -hmm. They're they're already setting a lot of rules and guidelines of what's gonna happen when the parks open the first few months and then over time that will change. I mean, hopefully maybe within the first month or so they'll introduce the fast pass, but I think they need to get a handle on how to, to actually deal with those crowds. Cause this is, this is an unprecedented event, something that we've never seen before in the Disney parks, a, a park or land, I should say that was, is so beloved by everyone. It's 40, 42 years in the making that people yeah. have been wanting this, this kind of land and, people really want to go see this so 
just pack your patience. Uh, if you're really if you're going to Disney parks and you want to avoid this, you absolutely can because if if you want to stay away from Hollywood Studios, you don't have to go. There's plenty of other things to do at Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, it might increase the crowd levels at other parks, but I think I think you'll be fine. Um, I mean, crowd levels are getting higher and higher every day at the Disney parks, and I think. Disney is aware of that, and they try to manage all guests' expectations. So, mm-hmm. again, just pack your patience. So. Yes, that's the biggest. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. <laughs> know what you're getting yourself into ahead of time, exactly. and it'll be much better. Exactly. Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, that's gonna that's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode. So, Katie, where can we find you? So you can find me on Instagram. My name is Magically Mootsy. So yeah, you can follow her over there. You can follow us on social media at Access Press Podcasts on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Make sure you check out the website at accesspresspodcast.com. Again, we're actually writing up uh, a lot of articles. We've had a few out this past week. Uh, again, we're slowly we're go- slowly going through it. Um, so check out there. We have some some neat little things there. Uh, and then if you can, please make sure you're subscribing to the podcast. You could do that on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, anchor stitcher, or pretty much however you listen to podcasts where we're at a lot of places, pocket casts, overcast. So you can do that and also leave us a review. It'll really help out the show. Um, and then if you want to be on the show, as if you were a previous cast member, if you would like to be interviewed on an upcoming episode, just reach out. Uh, you can even shoot me an email over at excesspresspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and if you have any future questions that you want on the show, you can send those in as well if you want to be part of the listener questions. And we'll, we'll give our opinions on certain things. And if you have questions about pretty much anything. And if you have a voice message, if you want to leave us a voice message, you can... Use the voice memo app or voice recorder app on your phone and just uh, make it about one minute and the email email that over to us and we can play that on a future show. So thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt and Katie from the Access Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.